Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It is the voicemail episode, the last voicemail episode of the regular season. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today. It is the voicemail episode, as I said in the intro. My name is Jimmy. Trevor's coming to you from the western coast. He used to play baseball in a league called Major League Baseball. Jake did not, but he umped once in the probably Middlebury Little League. Not sure what league you umped, Jake. I don't know officially what it was called, but Jake's coming to us from Roosevelt Studio South, Trev's Roosevelt Studio Far West. I'm from the Roosevelt Mid-Atlantic Headquarters, and BBD is Roosevelt Northwest Studios. And that's everyone, and that's where everyone's coming to you from. Jake, how are you doing? Jim, electric usual i'm doing well baseball holy smokes and i think we'll talk about it in some of these voicemails i think i think a couple of them are about teams and like there's kind of no takes to give you accidentally win three games you might be good you you stumble into two late losses this week and you might be out of the playoffs so uh we'll we'll try our best with that and uh I think we might even have some callers leaning us back to our roots, Trev, as a labor pod. You know, you almost put Jim to sleep right there with your intro. Then you started mentioning labor pod. You're going to put me to sleep. So I'd appreciate if you took those. Take those dorky glasses off. Put your super cool sunglasses on because that's my favorite, Jake. I don't think you're ready for that, though. You got to earn that. If you earn that, you'll get it. I'm excited for voicemails. This is the last one we're going to do during the regular season. At first, I did not like them, but I've grown to appreciate them. And I I like hearing from fans and um, trying to answer the questions. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the voicemails because they let us know things that we don't know about their team. It's always good stuff. Let's just get straight into it. Uh, Because like we've said over and over, the baseball is changing so fast Mm. that to talk about it, we're recording this Wednesday at one by the time everyone listens to this Thursday morning, like so many different things could be the, the, the case that is pointless to do it. So let's just go straight into the voicemails. BBD drop the first one on us. Hello, John boy, Jay, Trev. I saw you guys talking about the A's and you're trying to figure out who the starters are. So I'm just sending this voicemail in telling you who they're going to be because when you look at the stats, it's pretty clear. First off, Chris Bassett, he has an 0.89 ERA in 30 innings at home this year. Just phenomenal. Fires. So Fires is a weird one because he's so good. They win so many games with him on the mound at home. He just has weird stats. So the third time through the order, he gets absolutely obliterated. Don't even think about it. Like 15 ERA. Okay? Nuts. Second time through the order moderate, and then first time through the order, he's, like, lights out. And then third, the kid, Jesus Lazardo, who has only allowed 11 earned runs at home in fifty point in 40.1 innings pitch this year. That's your one, two, three. There you go. So Lazardo's in. No Manea, no Bassett, who's been good. Um, Jake? Is that how you had it? Bassett has easily had the best season, a 159 ERA plus. Um, The only other of those guys mentioned with a positive ERA plus is baby Jesus. I don't see how you can take a start away from Bassett. It seems like he's earned it. And as we've kind of talked about with these playoff series, a little bit of funk works and Bassett's kind of a different cat. He's, you know, Big lanky dude. It's it's not your normal look. So I think Bassett should get the pill. Uh Montes has has been bad this year. You can't give him the rock. 
Manaya is the only one that I'd I'd want to come back to Oakland fans because the FIP is really good. He's got the best fielding independent pitching, fielding independent pitching on the team. Uh, the ERA is a little higher than that, and Manaya's kind of done some big game stuff for them. So um, uh, I, I don't know. And again, this kind of goes into this crazy. The A's for the three game set don't super excite me. But the further they go, it's almost the more exciting they get. Because I, with any of these dudes on the bump, you almost feel the same emotion. I don't think you could be super confident or you could be super down on them. Yeah. Fire I, I want to different than what this guy said, just to look clerical. His second time through the order, he gets lit up. His third time, it's all right. It's not great. But the second time he gets, he's a hitters have a one dot zero OPS second plate appearance against fires as a starting pitcher. Yeah. I wouldn't write off Montas just yet. I know he hasn't been great, but he's something they leaned on last year. He's had a few blow up starts this year that kind of have uh, altered his numbers. I could see them doing a piggyback day, really short leash with him. See if he can get going. Um, they end up playing the Astros. Montas has been really good against them for some reason. <clears throat> uh, but I do agree that Bassett has earned a start. Uh, Baby Jesus is going to be there. And then after that, yeah, I would probably go Manaya right now. But again, Montas is going to be involved. Um, and, and I think they're going to hope that he can turn the corner before this all goes down. He made a start yesterday on the 22nd against the Dodgers. Four innings pitched, five Ernie's. Um, so not exactly what you want going into the playoffs. But I gotta imagine he's gonna be involved in some way, and they get funky with what they do. They understand how to uh, exploit platoons and all that good stuff. So we'll be we'll be seeing some of him. But I do agree, Bassett is really man. He's pitched his way into that one. At the beginning of the year, we definitely wouldn't have been saying that. Yeah, I'm interesting. I'm interested in Lazardo. I don't know. It doesn't give me great confidence in today's pitching and a. You know, three game set, great. They got the bats, but uh, you know, seven game ALCS. I don't know. They're not bad. I just how it's gonna play out is interesting. It's a lot of bullpen, a lot of mixing, matching, like Trev saying, being smart with what you got. And I'm not smart enough to figure it out right now. How about Liam Hendricks? Talk about a guy they're gonna lean on in the postseason. I mean, what a I, I've known Liam forever. He was a guy with the Twins, a starter for the Twins, and then kind of bounced around. He's found a home in Oakland, and the numbers he's put up, I mean, 13.1 strikeouts per nine. He is just he's been by far their best pitcher. It'd be interesting to see if they're going to try to get him to go, um, you know, multiple innings. I don't think he's done that. He's got He's been in 21 games, 22 innings pitched, so I, don't, I think they got him set up for one. But you never know in the playoffs. Yeah, Lazardo stats. He said Lazardo's good at home. The numbers are there. There, he's got two four ERA and uh, six games started at home. Eight games total. It's pretty good. Yeah, and I, I think the only other thing that just comes to mind is when you know normal playoff series, we talk about who in the rotation can kick to the pin and tick up. Montes might be great for that. I mean, Montes has some pretty nasty stuff. He kind of hasn't had his A game this year. If he can be uh, a two inning bridge for them this year. Um, you know, that might be a really important role because they are going to lean heavy bullpen and they've got dudes to do it. But if they end up in a five or seven game series, you know, you're going to have to shuffle guys up a little bit. The other guy we didn't mention, they traded for Mike Miner. He had uh, one good start, I think a couple bad starts. So it's it's tough to see how he's going to factor in. But hey, that dude's pitched a lot of <laughs> good baseball in his career. Yeah, they'll yeah. figure it out. They're one of those teams that gets it done. Um, and yeah, Mike Miner, I was just about to say that, Jake. You stole it from me, but he's, Sorry, he will factor in as well. Yeah, interesting. As, as you, The more you add to the mix, the more I, I get lost. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how they do this. It's but they a have good pieces. Problem. Yeah. Yeah, they have pieces to do it. So that's good. All right. Well, thank you for calling in, updating us on the ace. I'm still confused, but I appreciate the more info. A note What's on that? Liam Hendricks. Um, he's got. He's been asked to get 
more than three outs twice this year, including a five out appearance last week. So hey, I guess yeah, I'm, they, I'm they have them ready to go for a four out save at some point. Oh yeah. I could I could see more than that for sure in the playoffs, especially when it's crunch time, the three game set. Mike Miner, you got a, a lineup full of lefties. He's held them to a five fifty five OPS. Been pretty bad against righty. So those are the things they're gonna be looking at. Boom. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna you might piggyback a Montes and a Miner. And do something like that. So, um, yeah, they can do it, man. What's the next one? Hey, John Boyce, Jack from Upstate. I had a uh, question about uh, playoffs because you guys are talking about various different playoff uh, formats. And uh, I think I have a really interesting idea here. So, let's get right to it. Instead of having division winners automatically going wild card and whatnot, you just set a flat number of games that the team has to win. And if you pass that threshold, you're in the playoffs. Now that leads, of course, to uh, having a variable amount of teams every year, but you know it puts an emphasis on the regular season as well as the postseason. So. Uh, I'll just uh, shut up and listen. Jake, you don't suck. Hmm. All right, I so hard disagree with a lot of this. Controversial yeah, call. Well, controversial call. He's basically taking like the PGA. Like, let's just find a line that we all like. And then anyone over gets to move on to Saturday, Sunday. And anyone under is out. But I mean, the problem there is you have to have a certain amount of teams make the playoffs. Like if you set the line at 90 wins in the regular season, you have no control over how many teams can win 90. It could be more. Yeah, you'd have to have a balanced schedule. I'm going to pull up the standings from last year um, and see if there's a, a line that would have made sense. I doubt sure. there is. If you don't have a balanced schedule, this, this also doesn't make sense because you could have really good teams beating up on each other and all of a sudden some of the best teams in baseball might not make it because they've been playing other good teams and then you have teams that are in a, a crap division or playing interleague against the worst division and those win totals will be inflated. So I don't like this at all. I also disagree with you about Jake not sucking. I think he, I think he sucks. What's, I mean, the fun the fun part of this concept would be cutting out the riffraff, right? Like some something we've talked about a few times this year. You know, it, this NL battle that's exciting. How many of these teams are actually threats? I mean, we're going to find out soon, which is fun. But, you know, it, it'd be kind of fun. Like it, the number that popped into my head as well was 90, Jimmy. And, you know, a 90-win baseball team is probably a good baseball team. So I like the idea of, you know. You would have had, had 10 teams last year. But you would have only had one, two, three, four from the National League and six from the American League. I don't have an answer for the imbalance. <laughs> um, I like thinking outside the box and uh, trying to cut out some of the bad teams, but uh, it's tough to get to. Yeah. There's no way to do it. I mean, those if it was 90 games and, like, last game of the season, you have two teams stuck at 89, I mean, that's as electric as a sport gets, but that's, I don't know. Yeah, Brewers got in last year with 89. Turn on the Brew Crew. They're the only team that got in. But there was teams in the AL that had over 90. The Indians had 93 wins. They didn't make the playoffs. So... All right, next voicemail. That was an interesting idea. There's no way it would work. Different scope. Yeah. What's going on, guys? This is Jesse from Benches Cleared Podcast. Uh, I hate to pull a Birdman on you guys, but you guys need to put a little bit more respect on the Giants' name, okay? Uh, top 10 offensive team in baseball in runs, average, on-base percentage, uh, Gosling's having a great year. They just got Smiley back. I know they don't deserve to be talked about like a great team. I understand it. But they need to be talked about like they're a legit wild card team, like the Phil's Reds and Brew Crew and stuff. Um, you know, I'm not sure if it's because the, uh, the NL West is that good or the <laughs> AL West is that bad. 
Um, and lastly, uh, John Boy, I got a question for you, Jimmy. Uh, I'm not sure what what it is. Is 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 a John Boy name like Hootie and the Blowfish type thing? Because uh, I know it's the name of the media. It's your Twitter name, but you introduce yourself as Jimmy. So it's like you're not Hootie, but everyone knows your Hootie type thing. I right, love the show, guys, man. Thanks. Thank you very much for calling in. Um, it's it's just like Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, I don't really know if it is or not, but I think I'll just say that to people now. It's just yeah. like Hootie and the Blowfish. And then I'll get like young kids and I'll be like, what do you mean? What's that mean? I'm like, it's just like it. I don't know if this guy wants me talking about the Giants the same way I'm talking about the Reds and the Phillies. You're all slop. I was going to say this is more for you guys. I've been I've been on the Giants train, my guy. There's GK but, out there. The, the postseason's confusing people. Like you want me to talk to about the Giants like they're a wild card team? I have been. Those teams aren't good. It's it's a bunch of teams fighting to be 500. Jake's w- race to 30 wins. Um, I think the Giants have been uh, exceeded expectations. And I think we said yesterday that, you know, the Giants will be looking in the mirror at the end of this and, and saying, hey, that was great. That was a fantastic season. Great first year with Gabe. Um, we found some talent. We had some fun. Things like, you know, we got some bounces and all that. So that's good for them. Yaz is the real deal. Ruff's been hitting, can't catch a lick, but he's been hitting. So I, I don't, the, the tone is confusing because the expanded playoffs have, have changed the way you would view this team. If, if, you know, there wasn't expanded playoffs, we wouldn't be talking about for the last two weeks at all. Jake, you don't got anything? I, I, I mean, yeah, you guys both touched upon it. I mean, Trev, when you say you've been on San Francisco, I mean, it, it's not much more different than what Jimmy's been saying. I mean, what what does that actually mean? Do they get the eight seed and do the Dodgers trounce them? Um, I think that, you know, they're at a good chance of falling out of the playoffs. They finish with the Padres. Their hitting has been legit. They do deserve that, um, you know, especially if we were to compare them to Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati's hitting's been terrible. This is what San Fran can do, and it's not a lot of household names. That's the problem. I mean, um, you know, hopefully Yastrzemski becomes one. He's kind of earned it at this point. A 390 on base. Um, Alex Dickerson's been raking. Donnie Barrels, Donovan Solano. So their hitting has been pretty legit this year. It's, uh, I mean, it's a case of what does it all mean? Are they going to sneak into the playoffs? And if they do, is that fun? Um, I don't know. I mean, good for them for keeping their head above water most this season. But, yeah, and this is why I've been a pretty firm believer in having you don't make the playoffs unless you win 90 games. (laughs) I posed this question to you before, both of you guys, before, and you shot it down. Mm. I said, is Gabe the long-term manager in San Fran, you both said absolutely not. Have you softened on that stance after seeing what he's done with this group of guys? I mean, look, there's some good players there, but look, they're old, and they weren't they weren't supposed to be doing what they're doing. So, do you give credit maybe to the hitting coach for extrapolating some value out of the bats, or is it a Gabe thing where he's keeping that ship straight, you know, steering it the way it needs to be uh, steered again? We just have a warped view of everything. Like, I don't think this season will hold much weight in contract extension talks with Gabe. I think next year will hold a lot more weight. I also don't know the Giants' plan. Um, But, like, almost making the playoffs in an expanded playoffs short season... I don't know if Gabe can really pound the table and be like, we were 500. Give me the extension. It's good. And they're exceeding expectations, but I don't know how much real negotiating power this has given him in getting the extension. I think it doesn't hurt him at all, but I think we're just kind of at like a net neutral moving forward. And we'll see what next year does. 
I think Gabe. I think Gabe's there for a few years. That's what I think. I think he's going to be their guy for whatever the next contract is. If they give him, I don't know. Didn't he sign a three-year deal at the beginning of this year? Probably two or three. Yeah. I guess I you never know, there. man. How many? How many managers are there throughout the rebuild, and then there when they they make it as well? You know what I mean? They usually change. Thanks for getting us through the tough times. This is the guy we're going through now. Yeah. So. His nickname is The Body, so that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Gabe's nickname is The Body? Yeah. Well, it's probably shaved super clean throughout, and support for this show mm. comes from Manscaped. Mm. They are the best in the men's below-the-waist grooming, Jake. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And Gabe knows that for sure. Jake has had a lot of issues with trimming of his pubic region in his day. One time, he accidentally with his shaky hand, cut his dick straight off. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Wish that was around for you, Jake, back when the unfortunate, unfortunate incident occurred. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes. For those of you who have never shaved once in your life and really need to spend some time cleaning up your act, the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. Huge. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Sounds a lot like Jake's college days. And let's not forget the charging stand. Show off your mower off, show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is conveniently charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code JOMBOY at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, code JOMBOY, manscaped.com. Trim your junk like a pro and don't accidentally cut your dick and balls off like Mm. Jake. Can I butt in here? Yeah. I used it. They sent us out a package and I used the Manscaped trimmer. And I got to say, like, typically that's a nightmare when you're using a trimmer down there. But this one is good. You're not going to be getting the nicks or anything like that. Yeah. And uh, I felt more confident in myself after I used it. I did. Uh, Nice. So... Thank you, Manscaped. Yeah. Okay. Next voicemail. Really hoping I don't cut off my wiener again. BBD, can I ask you something off the record? Yeah. You, uh... You're going to ask about his pubes now? You you take care of yourself down there? No. About to take care of him a lot better with Manscaped. Good answer. Mm, Good answer. Nice. We had a roommate in college who had never once... Tidied up. It up. Yeah. So he could use he like I I you think of him when they said extra power, Jake? Oh yeah. As I thought of him, I was like, well, that would have been great because he was a couple sessions. Every guy's first time down there is scary. Um you're up until that point in your life, you've kept sharp objects as far away from there as possible. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there, blood everywhere with your dick in your hand, where it used to be connected to your body. Wondering what the hell happened. Then you throw on the LED light, and you see all the all the other stuff. Next voicemail. Thanks, Manscaped. 
Hi guys, this is Dalton from Cherubusque, Indiana. I'm a longtime Nationals fan, so let's not talk about this year. But I hear you guys talk about, I'm like, we're not holding it against guys for having a, a bad season this year because the season's weird and everything, but we're going to let them be okay. But does that take away the validity of the guys that are doing good this year? Um, thanks. I really love the show. And of course, Jake sucks. Bye. Someone repeat this for me. What's it? What's his question? He's saying that we have said, don't worry about stats this year. They don't mean much and they're not going to be taken into consideration. Uh, he's saying, does that work both ways? If a guy is going off this year, is it not going to be taken into consideration just as if a guy has done poorly? No. Um, good is always good. Good is always good. Bad can be excused. That's how sports fans' brains work. Yeah, but no one cares about sports run. fans' brains. He's talking about contracts and stuff like that, how teams are viewing them. And I, if I had to answer that, I would say that depends who you're talking to and how the player's done. An agent can spin it both ways and a team can spin it both ways. So good it's going to be an interesting year. Voigt leading the league in home runs, and he goes into arbitration, and he gets some MVP votes out of that. Good is always good. Does it hold as many, as much weight? If he led the league in home runs in a 162-game season and got MVP votes? No. I do not think it holds as much weight. But you'd rather the good than the bad, for sure, always. It's I mean, going to be kind of that. an ugly offseason. I think it's going to be kind of an ugly offseason. I think there's going to be a lot of fan bases that are going to be wondering how badly they should feel about a bad guy season. And, you know, you might look back and it was 44 games. So uh, it's tough. A lot of people, like Jim saying, the good will be good. Um, yeah, no, it's going to lead to a lot of weird, ugly debates where guys are going to be comparing 44 games to, you know, three or four year careers where they were a lot better. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I love off season BS. I love, you know, a good debate about, do you give the guy a call? Do we need a replacement here? Do we believe that this off season is going to be ugly, ugly. U G L Y. You ain't got no alibi. Jake's ugly. Uh, uh, uh. Jake Storielli is ugly. Uh, uh. I'm, I'm ugly. <laughs> Jake, come on. What were we singing? Come on, man. Don't do it to yourself. When I put my head half in the frame, I don't know if you guys have seen me doing this. I can't even recognize myself. Yeah, I mean, the hair, the hair like this, we talked about it last time. Is the strangest look that you've been falling into. I think it's you've combed it and then it kind of falls halfway on your forehead. Like I've got out. 90% of my face in the shot right now and I don't recognize myself. I mean, the picture you posted of you with the beer, Josh Wolf picture, like I didn't recognize you there. Like yeah. you have so many different looks growing off of this hair and quarantine. Yeah, good time situation. for me to kill someone. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, just rob. Ah, boring. Oh, rob a life. Ooh. Just how you think of things, Jake. I don't, I don't like the way you look right now. Thank yeah. It's, I mean, no one, I mean, he, I got I just got to give you just a little bit of you advice. Like, like you look like Fr flight of the concords, uh, like a D character from a flight of the concords episode. Yeah. Like the thing about it, Jim is, and I think you might be, you're not doing it today, but I think you might do this also. What's when you that? got a collared shirt on, you just can't wear a full like undershirt under it. That's just a super bad, bad. It's like a third grader look. You can't do it. But I mean, he's got an umpire shirt on, so it's a little different. It's if not that different. A little bit. He wasn't planning to wear the umpire shirt today. This morning he had a different shirt on. Read a comment saying people come here for the outfits and just grabbed his umpire shirt and threw it on. So, I mean, for those that aren't watching and just listening, Jake has left. He has his headphones on so he can hear us, but he's going to come back into view, I'm guessing, in a whole new outfit. He was wearing his middle school umpiring <laughs> uh, shirt with his Davy Garcia fake chain over that his Felix gray computer.
glasses over that. I don't think they're for looks great though. Um, and then hat demonstration. And now he's got the razor and he's doing a demonstration of the LED light. There we go. The fire below, Richard. And shaving. Oh, my dick. Ah, he did it again. <laughs> Clean off. Damn. I don't know what is going on right now. Just if anybody listening, don't wear a full undershirt under your collared shirt. Like you have to get, and I don't even want to say the name because in 2020 you can't say this, but the. A wife, you know what? What is there another name for that? Well, on the East Coast, sometimes they call them guinea teas, which is just as kind of weird. Can't say that either. So whatever yeah. you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I know you can't use that term for it anymore, but they haven't offered a replacement yet. So. Undershirt. Yeah, we need a new Isn't name for those. Isn't it bizarre that Jake has his doctor on speed dial? And all he has to say is it happened again. And his doctor knows straight up that he just cut his own dick off accidentally. Isn't that like a weird thing of Jake's life? Just to have that. All right, let's do the next voicemail. Thanks for calling. John boy, Jake, what's going on? Jake, you have no idea who I am, but I actually watched you get kicked out of Stonebridge in Milford. Uh, I can't remember exactly how long ago it was. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, like I said, you have no idea who I am. I don't even think we talked, but then I found out who you were afterwards. Anyways, I saw a just passing article talking about a lockout. I know the owners and players have been having issues. Do you really think a lockout is going to happen after this kind of season where they weren't making money anyways? Just curious on uh, your thoughts. All right, bye. Thanks for calling in. The, I mean, um, Jake, is this the same guy? Is this now the second person that witnessed you get kicked out of Stonebridge, the bar in Milford? I'm not sure. I remember uh, when we initially told the story. Quick recap, rainy night, somewhat empty outside bar. It was raining, and I, uh, I, I peed at the bar. I tried to play it cool. It wasn't cool. It was it's a bad, an, out, really it's an outside, outside bar, and you were peeing into like the river. You weren't yeah. just peeing like if on an, in an inside bar in the middle of the inside bar. It's a little. No, different. it was, it was an outside bar. It still wasn't great. I was. I did it while I was ordering because uh, I thought I could play it cool enough. I thought that would be like a cover. Like no way someone would pee while they're ordering. They're not that dumb. So drunk, got kicked out. When I initially told that story, someone reached out and was like, "Oh my god, I've heard that story for years. I didn't know that was you." So it could be the same guy. Could be someone else. Good well, bar. Funny because. Jake was getting escorted out of the bar yeah. and, and you were like, I agree. Like I, I gotta go. Like you, I tied your guys' hands up. You gotta kick me out. Like, yeah. I guess. Cause I, we were like, what do you do? And Jake was like, they're right. They're right. <laughs> I gotta leave. If I was in their shoes, I would have done the same exact thing. Um, back. To was the there not labor. a bathroom? Was there not a bathroom? I don't, no, Did the bathrooms are these porter potties like way underneath and you had to stand and wait in the rain. There was no overhang and they were just gross. So it, it's it's like an outside bar. A lot of people peed and tried to get away with it. The indoor one had like a huge line because it was a rainy night, whatever. Um, some labor stuff, guys, we haven't talked about this in a while. We were the number one labor dispute pod going and... Uh, I, I don't know. I guess this call did bring something to my eyes and maybe this is wishful thinking because I think they already did the one year extension thing two years ago. But my word, if you're baseball, I mean, can you reach back in and just say like, hey, let's extend this another year. We're going to have another crazy season coming up. The last thing we need is labor stuff. I don't know. I that Maybe that's too easy. But if we go full labor again, Jeez. Well, we won't. We won't. The 2021 season is normal. Like, I think we're going to go back to no DH. I think we're going to go back to the same as 2019 season for 2021. In between the 2021 season, 2022 is when we're probably going to get a strike or a lockout. So we got one more year before it comes to a head. Trev's our player then, union rep. Yes, I do think... I mean, you saw how ugly this was. No one cared. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think there's a possibility of that happening. 
Um, depending on how the off season goes, how the beginning of next season goes, where we're at with everything. Uh, but I'm kind of with Jim. I think we're going to have a pretty normal year next year. Um, I'm hoping we're, we're going to be at least half capacity in the stadiums. Mm. Um, hopefully full, you know, wish this is a wishful thinking pod. But there is a there is a chance that that happens if they're like, hey, look, like, well, let's just get through this collectively. Like, I think they've done. Gotta say, I think baseball's done a damn good job of handling this. We had some scares, I and mean, we had the Cardinals out for ten days. We had the Marlins and the Braves doing who was it? The Braves are they doing stupid stuff? And we you know, I think we've handled it well, and and everyone's excited, and we have great races, and we have great young players like things are going good considering the circumstances for baseball let's do it again next year and then yeah i mean i don't know i think there is a chance of it not not to use as lame of a baseball analogy but yeah there was two big strikes this year there was the marlins and then the cardinals and we were on the brink if if there was another one like uh we were gonna need a timeout or something so you're right baseball does deserve a little more kudos all the teams are supposedly bubbling the rest of the way, so that's good. Uh, I Trev, I mean, Jimmy touched upon it briefly. Do you do you think they're going to go back to no DH next year? I know that's that's what's in the agreement, but I, I after this year, I feel like maybe cooler heads could could prevail on that. I don't know. Maybe next year they go back to. I think it's here to it's here to stay like very soon. Um. It all depends people, if they want to, if they want to, you know, you know how what's going to happen, Jake. The players are going to be like, we're fine with including the DH. We just don't want to make any big changes until the actual CBA negotiation. And MLB is going to say, well, let's let's just get rid of some things that are easy. And they're going to say, let's do one, two, three, four, five. And one of those is going to be the DH. And the players are going to be like, no, we don't want to do all of this right now. We'd give you just the DH, but you're asking for five other things. So just no across the board. And they're going to build the dam and not want to negotiate anything. So that's why I think we might go back to just the old CBA, no changes at all. And maybe they get the DH done. I wouldn't be shocked, but I do think that's the the MOB. We'll use it as leverage to try and make 20 changes ahead of the CBA so they can get it in there. And then, and then when the CBA negotiations come, they have this, well, look, we've already been doing this. Who cares? And the players don't want to give it all. I mean, I think that's how it's going to go. I think there is, um, and I could be wrong about the DH thing, but the power that MLB has, I mean, they can suggest a rule. The union can shut it down. And then I think there's like a year's time. They can just implement the rule anyway. That's how it's, Somehow it got structured that way. So uh, again, I don't know 100% that the DH is something that, you know, that would happen. You know, the stuff like the pitch clock and whatever like that, they could just implement that after a year of asking and they said, no, well, then they could just do it. So uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, look, we are going to be a labor dispute pod again. There's no doubt about it because the CBA is upcoming and we're going to have to talk about it and hopefully we'll do it just as good as we did this time. So I think we did a hell of a job covering it for you guys. But uh, right now we're just happy. We're talking like playoff motherfucking baseball, baseball, not, not to be full, full miss innocent little riding hood, Jake Storielli, as you guys call me often. Uh, I the DH is going to be an interesting thing for me because I, I I wonder if you know there's been a war going on for a while I I that that could be a piece that both the sides could just look at each other and say hey you know there will be a labor negotiation coming up that you know let's I think both sides like this let's do it and that that would be interesting do I think that's going to happen no could I see a world where it does yeah. Mm. Okay, we'll see. We'll have to tune back in. Next voicemail. Hi, my name is Ruben. Uh, hi, Jake. Hi, John Boy. Hi, Trev. Hi, Bibda. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Um, you can cross that off the list. That's cool. Anyway, um, I just wanted to comment on Yohan Moncada's slump watch that Jake gave last week. Totally deserve it, as you said, over in the Twin Series. I just wanted to say 
Um, at the beginning of the year, he did get COVID, and I believe James Fegan of the Athletic wrote an article about how he said he wasn't feeling as strong or as focused, and it lingered onto the field. Also, throughout his entire career, he's had a lot of lower body hamstring issues. I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy, but, I mean, it's really visible on the field what you can see, um, you know, him doing and stuff like that. He, I still think he's really good. We're just hoping, like you said, we can either get him going for the playoffs or get him going for next year because next year's looking pretty damn good. Anyway, thank you guys so much for what you do. I appreciate you guys so much. You mean the world to me. Go White Sox. Yanks are pretty cool, too. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Jake sucks. Thank you very much for the call. That was very nice. A lot of nice things nice. in there. Yon Mancata has been slumping, Jake. As you noted on Slump Watch. In his last... In his last... What is it? Okay, well... Baseball reference being ridiculous. He's got one hit in his last like ten games. It was bad. I was I was doing my Jakey late night flip around, uh, watching some baseball too, if you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, I was tuning into some White Sox Twinkies, and the announcer is is it more? No, is he on the call, Trev, for the Twins? He's the color guy on the Twins right now. Yeah, basically, yeah, taking over for Bert. Morneau was talking about how like Moncada was lost and I knew he was kind of slumping and I saw a couple bad at bats. I mean, just fastballs down the middle looking, not, not even offering. And I think that's, that's kind of the, one of the biggest uh, Jakey hot take. That's one of the biggest tells of a slump. Um, but you know, he wasn't even offering at pitches down the plate and it's not like he was getting tricked. They were fastballs. Um, and yeah, he's a switch hitter. So you got to think about two swings and then, yeah, if you put COVID on top of that, you know, everyone's experience is different with this thing. I mean, you know, we, we've heard Araldis Chapman say, you know, he didn't feel anything. He was in his New York sky rise posting Insta vids of him like lifting heavier on it. And then we've, you know, there's the E-Rod story and there's, there's these other guys that have, you know, been exhausted by it. So I, it's something to monitor, and you you wonder if guys can be honest about it. If Juan Mancada shows up to a game two playoff game and he's exhausted, you know, can he can he talk to his manager and say, "I I don't have it today, Skip." I don't know. I mean, that you know, how from a fan perspective, fans can't wrap their head around that either. So I, I don't know. You know, I obviously we don't like doing slump watch. We've tried to cut it down this year because it's kind of showing guys in a bad light, although it tells part of the story. So I, I don't know. I got some interesting numbers here. If you guys want to talk some interesting yes. numbers on Yoan Mancada. Yeah. His home splits pretty dang good. Uh, he has 104 plate appearances at home, 105 away. His OPS at home is 796, and his away OPS is 557. Now, a little digging a little deeper into that, his BABIP, which I like to look at, 333 at home, which is very sustainable, but on the road, a dismal 283. So that has something to do with it because you would take those numbers at home, 796 OPS, 110 OPS plus. So now think about this. Is how important is it for the White Sox to stay at home? You know, you have an extra bat like Moncada. If these numbers hold up, you know, that's an extra plus hitter in your lineup. If you're on the road and he keeps these numbers up, that's a that's a negative player in your lineup. So they need to hold on to this. But I I, I do, yeah, he's he's struggled. And I haven't watched enough game enough of their games to see what it is mechanically. Uh, but sometimes it could be something as simple as that. Just looking at like, man, maybe he's got a little bit of uh, unluckiness on the road and maybe that'll regress and we'll get him back to kind of the player that we think he is. Could be zapped of his power. I mean, we'll all let you know, Jake, how I fare playing disc golf this weekend and see yeah. if my power has been zapped from COVID. First, first four holes, final five hole, something like that. Yeah. Well, Yes. First four holes are always bad because there's no driving range and I'm not just right. going to like stand in a field and throw discs and then go pick right. them up. So the first couple holes are always like, well, let's just see what happens here. But we'll see. Um, also of note, not on Yon Moncada, but I got swine flu, Trev. 
in 2009, mm-hmm. Yanks won the World Series. Oh, wow. I got COVID-19 this year. So, you know, part of me is a little worried that if the, if the Yankees win the World Series, it, it kind of becomes my duty to get whatever the pandemic sweeping the nation is that fall. But also, I think I can do that. I can handle it for everyone else. So I didn't put it together until right now. Maybe it doesn't you. make me feel happier about the Yankees' odds now knowing I their winning has a direct correlation to me being sick. I think the Yankees probably need to give you a ring. If they win one this year, they should give you a, a COVID ring. So thanks for sacrificing yourself for the greater good. I'll donate it. But I'd appreciate it from them. I'd probably donate it back to the Yankees for everything they've done for me. Oh, wow. Give back. I don't know what the rules on that. Moncada, mm. um, uh, and this is kind of a blanket statement that me and Jim have realized with a lot of Yankees players this year outside of like Voight. Um, so many guys are just going to, we talked about the small sample of the regular season. Guess what? If Yon Moncada goes out for the White Sox and has a nine OPS this postseason, everybody's gonna love him. If Juan Moncada goes out and has a five hundred OPS, half the people are gonna be mad, half the people are gonna scream COVID, and that's kind of what this small sample size type playoffs is is gonna do to ninety percent of the players. Yeah. All right. How many more voicemails do we have, BBD? Two. Hey guys, uh, this is Griffin from Chicago. Go Cubs. Uh, I was wondering if, you know, you guys have had a lot of cool guys on the show. You've had Ian Happ, uh, Cole Tucker, uh, Sean Doolittle. I was wondering if there are any managers, uh, who you ever want to have on the show. Yeah, Gabe. Okay. Gabe would like be excellent. Have, I'd like to have Jim Leland on the show and then make Jake do the whole interview by himself because I'd be too scared to talk to Jim Leland. I'd like to have um, Boone on Talking Yanks. That'd be pretty nice. What a fucker, Boone. Just come on the damn show. He'd be Dick. all right here, too. He'd be all right here, too. Um, I used to play in a charity over-the-line tournament with mm. Tori Lavello, manager of the Diamondbacks. Um, and we used to face off and do that. I'd like to have him on. He's kind of a fiery dude. He'd be fun to talk to. A lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of good manager personalities. Story Lavello, Rocco, Buck. I'd like to have Buck Showalter on. Buck would be yeah. fun. Yeah, there's a lot of fun kind of dudes. A lot of, and then there's also a lot of like not fun dudes. So I like definitely wouldn't even want to talk to. Like even like if like they Brad just came Austin. up to me, but like, oh, you know what? I got a soft spot for Brad. He bought me some drinks before, so. Okay. He's a CT guy too. We can make Osmus work. Um, I think you like oh, him. CT guy. Num- number like one. Him. Number one is Ranky. Uh, we're trying to get Ron Renicky on. Uh, we. I, I mean, we need Renicky on right now. Yeah. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Great. Thank you for coming by. We the full interview with Ron Renicky. Craig Council. That'd be fun. Craig. That'd be good. We should set that up. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably catch a catch a manager two tree this off season. Trev, do you know that the Brewers, all I have to do is make vest uniforms and they win the world series council in a vest doesn't lose. And they just I would love to see council in a vest again. That would bring me back. What? 98. Is that 98? 2001 with the D backs. That was 2001. You're right. 2001. Yeah. 97, 97 with the Marlins. If he's in a vest, Win in the world 98 series. for some reason in my head i'm like that was like when i was a huge Yankees biggest fan oh trevor i've got a question for you that might be unfair mm-hmm. one guy current major league player active who will Oof. be an mlb steven vote steven vote yeah that's the easiest. That's the easiest one to do right there. Does he um, want I would go to? him. Do you know that? Like, yeah, I know he's yeah. an amazing personality. Okay. Yeah, he'll he'll do it. Um, 
Vody for sure. I mean, the catchers are kind of easy. You could see like a James McCann. People speak very highly wow. of him. Like I'll go that. out of the box, go no catcher. Okay. And let's see if I can think of a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sam Fold's my guy. You know that. But I believe he's oh, more of like yeah. a general manager he's than a smart. manager. He's too smart. Yeah. So he's not active, but he probably still could be the way he plays. Beltron. <laughs> like vote. Think about that, man. Where, how far have we gone? How much crap has happened that we don't even talk about that? Beltran was the manager of the Mets for six weeks in the offseason. Yeah. Alex Cora, was, didn't he win a World Series? Or he definitely won one, yeah. And right then right. just sorry. I mean, wow. Maybe Alex Cora will be the new manager of the Tigers. Sure hope not. Maybe him and Hinch will get back together. But Ooh, apparently, That'd be awesome. Well, yeah, but apparently Hinch wanted him out. Well, Cora said Cora said Hinch did the whole thing. Hinch said Cora did the whole and then before before Cora left, what I heard was that Hinch there was no way Cora was returning to the Astros as part of Hinch's crew because him and Hinch hated Hinch didn't want him around. Needed to Can you imagine hiring a manager that he came out and said, What was I supposed to do? I can only do so much, have so much you know, say over my players. Like, no, like you're never going to be hired for my team. I'm sorry. Mm. Good call. All right. Next voicemail. What up boys? It's Carter from Richmond. Still waiting on a Susan Walden shirt in the store. So get on that. Uh, I had kind of an interesting question since you're all running for commissioner and our boy Bobby was back in the news last week. I want to know what traits the ideal commissioner would have. You know, I know we're a pro players pod, but, you know, think about it realistically. What does the perfect commissioner look like? You know, how does he handle the media? Like you and uh, you and Jake, John. Or, you know, how does he deal with players, Trev? I don't know. It'll be fun. Thanks, y'all. I think number one thing I'd want a commissioner is I'd want it to be clear that he loves the sport he is commissioner of. Doesn't need to lay it on thick, but maybe you see him at games reacting to things sometimes. Maybe he does an interview during a game and gets giddy over play on the field naturally. I just think it'd be good if the commissioner enjoyed the sport he was commissioner of. And it was clear Manfred may enjoy baseball. It's not clear if he does. We don't know. Um, I'd also think it's good that when the commissioner does have to address the media, he has an air of professionalism and quality to him and doesn't put his foot in his mouth every time he talks publicly. Those are two things I think that I'd like in a commissioner. You can sell me a river of shit, but as long as you do it, in a good way, I'll be like, well, at least you went about it. Kind of like what Brody Wagonen does. Like he won us people over because he just can be presentable. Manfred's oh, so unpresentable. That worked on you, didn't it? That worked on oh, old oh, Jim. It works. Be presentable. You can you can be awful, but like Manfred's just the decisions the commissioner doesn't make the decisions. He just a guess man for the owners. So like enjoy the sport and be presentable. See, that's where I, I want a real person. Like, give me a real person, not some robot or a puppet. I need someone that's seems real to me. Like, if I met Bob Manfred on the street, I'm not sure he'd actually know what to talk about. Like, or he'd be able to talk. Like, he, he just has to be in that setting where he, you know, has his answers that he's practiced a bunch. I hate that. Like, I want you to be a real person. I'd also like you to be transparent. Don't treat the general public like a bunch of idiots. Like, say what's going on, man. If, like, you have an issue that you say, look, this is a business decision. This is what's going on. Say that. You know, if you were trying to do something, like, don't beat around the bush. Just be transparent with everybody. I think we can handle that, dude. And then also realize that you got to get this game in front of more people. Like, don't try to go for the money grab all the time. Maybe a little bit longer play. Like, let's get some exposure out there. It'll bring the bucks in. So we have to have someone that understands, like, 
how to do that. He does not, not even close, just understand how to put the game in front of more people. In fact, he tries to take it away from people. So I'm all mad. Very nice. There's so many MLB managers that have had the name Jimmy before. Zero Trevors. Only one Jake. Jake, what do you got on Manfred? Oh, I mean, the future commissioner that you like. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's you know, <clears throat> the commissioner is not supposed to be the most beloved person in sports from from the fan perspective. I mean, they're supposed to supposed to take it on the chin sometime, but uh, the, the big picture stuff is the stuff that makes me sad. You know, I, I understand that these owners – want money and uh, you know the the grandeur picture should be hey guys if we can make baseball as big and as popular as it can be that's going to be the best route to getting you guys the most money there's it, it just seems there's so many short-term instant money grabs that um ha- have overlooked the the best way to do it so um i i think it's you know not to be lame but it's just having the the best nature of the game. I, I understand money money makes a turn, and you're going to have to make the owners happy 90% of the time, but also be able to do that 10% where you can say like, hey, I, you know, maybe this, maybe this $10 million now will lead to $100, $100 million in the future. Again, Jakey Business School right there. So that's, that's They'll be like $100 million, ugh. That's not me, enough. Let me go into my couch cushion. <laughs> What'd you find? Couch cushion, whole box of pop tarts. We uh, we've, get, we've got a pull out bed couch that we haven't used yet. Um, so I don't think there's too much in there, but you never know, I guess. Well, now that you manscape, maybe put it to work, playa. Yeah. Trev, what are you gonna be for Halloween? I don't know yet. They're okay. still trying to cancel Halloween here, so we'll see how that goes. I usually want to be uh, Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. I, I've been Aragorn many, many times. I have the costume already, and like, if I'm going to be able to pick to be somebody different for one day, like that's who I'm always going to pick. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'll do something that my kids like a little more. They don't like that? They do, but they, you know, they want something like they know. You want me to be something like, you know, Paw Patrol or Wild Kratz or something like that? Shout out. Mm. Nice. Jake's going to be Pedro Martinez from his Philly days. Is that Fat Pedro? It's kind of swaggy Pedro. Fat Pedro's fun. He's like, he was starting to leak into fat, like full Jerry curl, like really embracing it. Okay. Yeah, I'm usually I'm usually uh, Saint Bartholomew. I'll probably do that again. Okay. BBD, do you have any early ideas? Open to suggestions. Mm. Well, we'll figure it out. It's really an option this year. That was the last uh, voicemail, right? Thank you to everyone who called in. I think we're good. Fantastic stuff. We did get into labor dispute stuff, huh? Mm. we'll be there number one labor pod number one labor dispute pod in all the land do you think there's a real labor dispute pod like a Mm. like a how to do a union for dummies podcast i like probably they heard us say that they'd be like we've been putting in years (laughs) how dare you you know what they would do they would send us like a cease and desist, some sort of contract. Could see that they wanted to walk the walk. You type in labor dispute into the podcast app. Yeah, and I, I, three of the top six results are baseball podcasts, so that's a good sign for the sport. <laughs> Is that any of ours? No. Fuck, we're blowing it. All right. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Have a fantastic day. Enjoy the game.